Dead in Hip Hop, Wale Week. Attention deficit, man. The first one out of Wale Week. Um, thank everybody for all of your recommendations. Um, with this first Wale project that we're doing, we have very special guests. If you are part of the Dead and Hip Hop Podcast Network, then you will understand once you hear these voices of the Hold It Down Podcast. What it do, man? You already know what it is. It's your boy Saquon, Quan Wick, Genghis Quan. You know what I mean? I eat water and drink beans. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm out out here with my co-host. You already know what it is. You made man bloodbath. Bloodbath. Back at it again. Out here doing audio review. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, look, Wale Week. Um, we doing attention deficit. Look, man, I'm gonna I'm I'm throw it to the Hold It Down podcast, man. How do y'all feel about this joint, man? Came back out in 2009, so we talking 12 years now. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, right? It doesn't feel that damn long. We getting old, Ken. It was good times, good stuff, man. Was, we were, uh, uh, um, me and my co-host right here, definitely big Wale fans at yep. the time. You know what I'm saying? XXL cover. You know what I'm saying? Label Troubles. All, all that, that, all that shit. You know what I mean? So this is definitely the first project. Well, the first album from him. Yep. And it was interesting, especially. First album for you? It was the first album, well, from, from Wale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, we we were familiar with all the mixtapes and stuff, but, like, the actual. Oh, you're talking about on a major label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when things go from, like, mixtape to album, like, we're always looking, like, how's it going to go? Is it going to mm-hmm. be successful? Because this know. will really define if, like, you know, this dude we've been hyping up and been excited about <clears throat> is going to stick around. You know what yeah. I mean? But. You know, you know, um, going back into this project, what it made me realize, you know, about Wale's career is that he's one of the, I think he's one of the last artists that was stuck in the ways of the old ways. Mm-hmm. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that was his singles always outdid the albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his singles were so huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty girl pretty girl still hits right now. For sure. You play that, people I'm not they're not gonna lose their shit, but they're still gonna jam yeah, to that. It was, today. It was huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back then they would lose their shit. But yeah. like and you look at every Wale, every Wale project, he always has that one song that's huge. That's a fact. But it doesn't always move the album. Not at all. The yeah. way that it should, and then also like a lot of people, they don't they don't tap in, and then they they miss out on the gems he does have on the albums. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's part of what lends to why he's so underrated. That and this first album was undershipped, so it made him it look was. like he was made look like he wasn't a success. Yeah, so it was like his album sales were so bad, people was just like, "This while they got he's not as good as we thought." And it was like, "Nah, my album wasn't shipped correctly." So. Yeah. It, it, it really fucked up my whole career in the beginning. That's how he felt. You and know? that does happen to niggas, man. Happened to Joel. Is that Santana. the tr- Is that a real story? Is that verified? Yeah. While they verified it multiple times, his album was undershipped originally. Like people literally couldn't buy it in stores. Like it, I remember it seeing that shit. I remember there was a video I used to watch. It was this uh, channel called Jump Off TV, and mm-hmm. what they would do is they would follow people on the uh, release of their albums. And it was so bad because like every all the other ones would be a happy occasion. They'd be like, "Yeah, the album's out. I'm excited." Him, he was stressed because he was call, like he was getting calls from mad people like, "Yo, the album just came out. I'm in this target. I checked five targets in my area. None of them have the album, but the album's also not doing well. So it's like, how does you know what I mean? Like it don't make sense. Like mm-hmm. how I can't find it, but nobody's mm-hmm. apparently nobody's, nobody's buying, buying it. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. He was stressed. He was stressed, bro. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I was like, yeah. "It's it's a good album." This like, is also back when he was with Interscope. That was also his first deal was with Interscope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Interscope be undershipping. 
Mm. Terrible. Well, I I think they kind of misjudged the the impact that this project was gonna have. So mm. you know they didn't want to invest. Maybe. Yeah. That's how. But but it's be. crazy. Only twelve years ago, like shipping CDs was a major thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like today, you know, you can go platinum. Um, you know, Certified Lover Boy broke the every damn streaming mm-hmm. record for a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you don't really need a label to print these CDs and have nope. these connections. Word. You know, you, it's more direct to consumer now. I think that, you know, we talked about timing for Sylvan LeCue, Ken. I think Wale, I think if he would have been an artist to come out in this era, would have been one of the biggest artists of I think the I, era. I, I agree with that too. I do. I do think he would have been bigger if he didn't have all the label issues and politics and stuff mm-hmm. that kind of messed him up early on. And then he got kicked. Then he got jaded by having label issues. And then he was just mm-hmm. like, "Yo, the industry don't fuck with me." Mm-hmm. And then like, he really kind of been on that wave for a while now. So yeah, it be throwing me off a little bit though, because like I understand people that feel like that, but then it's also like he's one of the more successful ones, like. Mm-hmm. He may not be wildly regarded. He's, he's like a, he's not a Drake. He's not like you know maybe top five to some people. But mm. like I said, he's had single successes. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying some people know how good the album is, and we've seen many times over that really like talented artists don't get the shine they deserve. So while he may not be as big as he may think he could be, it's like bro, you still are successful. You oh, feed your family, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that may be better than you, respectfully, that don't get that success. Yeah. So, I'm not saying be humble. I'm not saying like shut up and dribble. He, but he don't know how to be humble. So he, no, he don't. He don't. He don't know how to be humble. He don't. Not at all. He well, you know what? And 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 I and I kind of feel him at the same time too, yeah. because I think that when you believe that you're so great, it, it's mm. and people are telling you things that you don't personally believe. Like you know, it's a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And I also believe you know the fact that I, I was able to go to D.C. this year, mm-hmm. you know, and literally the moment that I pulled up into the neighborhood that we were staying in at, at our Airbnb, outside, loud as hell, you could hear go-go music. Mm-hmm. So when this album came out, I didn't really understand go-go music. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, oh, you don't hear the beat? I'm like, no, it just sounds like a hip-hop beat. It just mm-hmm. sounds maybe a little different, but I didn't understand the magnitude of what he was doing at the time. Yeah. So after experiencing that, I'm, I'm talking about like, as soon as we got there, my wife, we needed to stop at a CVS. We're in that parking lot, and it's, you know, hustling, bustling mm-hmm. city, and all of a sudden you just hear go-go music being played live, like just randomly. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So then going back into this, like, listening to Pretty Girl, I'm like, damn. People always told me, oh, that's a go-go beat. I'm like, nah, what, like, what did you talk? But I heard it. The um the bonus track with Chrisette Michelle, Shades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking, that's go-go music. So what he was doing at the time wasn't done, and I don't think has been done, not to the level that he did it. So for him to have the ego that he has, I understand it. I may not agree with it, but I one million percent understand it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, um, I was actually surprised by the what seemed like a negative reaction at the response uh, at, at the time to this album because people were saying it wasn't wasn't good. Um, for what I remember, and I was like, really? Why don't why not people fuck with attention mm-hmm. deficit? Um, and I I still think that somewhat holds true today because um, it it did have some some pretty pretty good songs on here. Um, but listening to it 10, 12 years later, <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think I hear I hear it now. <laughs> I hear it now. Um, yeah, it wasn't as strong as it could have been from an artist of Wale's caliber. 
coming off the mixtapes that he was putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was watered down. It was a, a, a reach towards a commercial mainstream audience with a lot of the features. You're talking about Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, freaking Jasmine Gucci Sullivan, Man, Jasmine Sullivan, Chris Michelle, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Melanie um, Fiona. Yeah, which I was mm-hmm. a big Melanie Fiona uh, fan at the time. So Word. I think back then, you know, when I was listening to this, you know, I was a fan of Wale. Like, I loved all of his, his mixtape shit or whatever. I was like, man, you know, this dude, he's going to make it, man. He's going to mm-hmm. break out. For sure. And um, and I wanted everybody else to be one, too. So, yeah. so uh and then I, you know, but this was a departure from what he was doing. It was, yeah. and um, and you know, I, I understand now more than I did then. Like I, I probably shot him some bell because I understand he was on Interscope and he had to have like certain records to make it work. But you know, now all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but then they were saying, oh, we just didn't ship enough, like. You know, that's why I asked if that was a true story. Like, were people just not fucking with it? Because I was surprised the shit wasn't selling. I was like, mm-hmm. this while I hear, you know, he's one of the, he's from Kid Cudi, Drake, mm-hmm. like all them yeah, niggas. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he was one of the ones that made it out of the internet era. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. I but, think um, another issue was the, the one of the first single that people heard besides Pretty Girls was Chilling, that song with Lady Gaga. And mm-hmm. while they said he didn't even want that song, like, yeah. the label made him do that. People was like, who's the dude rapping with Lady Gaga? That's, mm-hmm. not, that's not what I wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. And even, like, I was such a big Wiley fan. I actually liked the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I may not put a first single. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't think the song was bad. Like, I was like, oh, okay, he breaking out. He got little Lady Gaga. Like, hopefully that helps. The video looked good. You know what I'm saying? He was fresh to death in the video. Like, to me, it was a cool Wale song. But somebody, like, can't say, like, who would listen to Wale? I was like, I don't think that. When I first heard it, I was like, this ain't no usual Wale song. I mean, I see him trying something, so I'm not going to hate it. But this ain't the type of Wale I'm used to. So, wait, side note. You think Kendrick Lamar thought the same thing when Lady Gaga was trying to get on Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe? I'm pretty sure he said, I've heard Lady Gaga with rappers before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want no parts of that. So. So he said, nigga, and it's going to be about to my label, my, 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 to my tape, nigga. <laughs> Fuck that. I like Diary, but I like Marsha Ambrosia. Like, of course. I, you know, yeah, I'm, Marcia, yeah. yeah Marcia. in love with her voice. I understand that. So, you know, again, I shot him bell on that one, too. So I'm like, but um, but that you know, beautiful bliss is. I, I love the song, but I also think that was like one of the hardest J Cole verses at that time because that was that was when J Cole as a feature was taking over everybody's songs. At oh. least to us, at least in my opinion. Oh, if, if it's a feature in J Cole, that's not your song no more. That's his song, <laughs> bro. Yo, yo, J Cole on the feature at that time was like Young Gohan angry. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it was bad. Unmesswittable. Yeah, you know, so I don't know if we have to be clean on this thing. Unmesswittable, untouchable. No nah, man, it's dead of hip hop, bro. Unfuckwittable. Dead of hip hop. You could not touch that nigga on, on them verses, boy. Yeah, bro. That nigga, yeah. yo, that nigga killed a song that had most of Talib Kweli and Jay Electronica yeah. still murdered niggas on that shit. Yeah, Who? J. J Cole. What song y'all talking about? It was on um, Just Begun. I think it was a Reflection Eternal song that had uh, mm-hmm. Most Def and... Um, oh, I got to hear this. And had, you never heard Just Begun? Uh, he, he probably remembers Just Begun. I don't remember it as much, yeah. but yeah. He had, he had a great yeah, verse on that, too. Tyler Kweli, Most Def, and Jay Electronica. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think the tri- the verse that nobody cares about is the Most Def verse at the end. It's yeah, not a bad it, verse. Because it comes right after J. Cole, but he already killed it. <laughs> yeah. He already murdered it. You know what I'm saying? So... But yeah, like J. Cole was untouchable at that time, but especially nah, yeah, J. J-, J-, J- Cole was nice. That's when I um For sure. But yeah, J. Cole was another one that came from, from that time. And mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and um but yeah, he was he was he was nice on there too. 
So let me ask this to the group. Like, do you feel that this aged well? I can't say it aged the best. Nah, I can't say that. I'd be lying if I said that. Yeah, because, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, that that question (laughs) kept looming. And I'm like, it doesn't sound, like, horrible, but I don't know if it's, like, it, 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 it sounds as good today as it did mm-hmm. back then. It don't hold up. It, no, it doesn't. Nah, it, it doesn't. Pretty, there, now, there are tracks, though. Oh, yeah, like, pretty, pretty girls. Pretty girls, pretty girls, still, girls still goes. Mama told me it still sounds good with modern ears, yeah. too. In my yeah. Opinion. yeah. But then there's, you know, for the, for that, there's there's Let It Loose. <laughs> Awful. I didn't, like it. I didn't like it when it came out. And I was like, I was like, dang, a Wasted Pharrell feature? And you think Pharrell and Wale would mesh really well. So I was excited when I seen the names. And I was like... Not on, not on this one. This ain't it. Yeah, this no, ain't it, Chief. It. It's no. interesting because I would, like, it sounds like it should hold up today yeah. because they didn't really do too much of anything that was trendy. No, not at all. But for this whatever reason, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't stick, um, you know, which is, of course, what led him to MMG. Yeah. So, which yeah. is a whole nother yeah, he, he had a whole different sound by then. Yeah, that's yeah. another chapter. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I like. I, I I liked like me and Quan was talking about it before. Was like I really liked the Go Go music of Wale because he was really putting on for where he's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like eventually his career, but was on his style changes. But I uh-huh. do wish he would do more Go Go stuff nowadays. Yeah. But I know he won't. So mm. and I feel like when it came out, like I recognized it. Like like just the being a producer and whatnot. Like. Loving the drums whenever you would do some go-go shit, like it, it stood out to me. Like I understand that you could think it was just like a regular hip hop beat, but I think it was also because I was a big Wally fan, so I would dive into mm-hmm. his, you know, his, uh, 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 you know, his whole style and whatnot. And it was a thing that came with them. He was like, "Yo, I represent DC. Go-go's really big," and he was kind of one of the few people like making it an actual thing. Like we had some joints that had go-go on there, but you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like I was telling um Kev before that uh, uh, uh I admittedly. One of the few Lil Mama songs I like actually is a go-go song featuring T-Pain. Y'all can do your uh, diligence on that on your own. They, they might not. They might not. But it was, I like the song. That's how hard the beat was because it was a go-go beat. It sounded so fire. Even with Lil Mama rapping on it, I was like, this is, this is a decent song. I like it. You know what I'm saying? So. Do y'all think the go-go could be big outside of D.C. or do you think it's just going to be a regional thing? I think it's regional. That's fine. I feel like it could have been big at the time, but I feel like now it's music so, especially rap is so 808 heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how 808s will like, you know, translate with Go Go. I feel like the only song, song I've really heard really like mix them well is Wale Bait. Yeah. And even then, that's a, I like that song, but that's a local song. He's only making really DC references on that song. Like it's not meant to be a big joint, it's meant to be a hometown hero song. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think local sounds, if they don't, they can go national, but they may not stick as part of a trend, mm-hmm. right? Like a song can go vi- like Pretty Girls, right? Mm-hmm. Like it went, it's still fucking viral, yeah. but it, but it didn't transcend, right? But when you think about trap music and trap beats, it transcended the South. Like you mm-hmm. got people that are Spanish artists that use that overseas. Pe- everybody use either trap beats or trap elements. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you think about West Coast and that funk, mm-hmm. it transcended the yeah. West local yeah. sound. So yeah. now people use that in all types of beats, you know, and still West Coast sounding beats. But sometimes those sounds don't transcend. I it may become national, even global, but it doesn't transcend. I think Gogo is one of those types of local music that it just won't transcend. I feel you. It can yeah. go viral, but it won't. You know, go over the top. Did he get clowned for Pretty Girls or the Chillin' song? Chillin'. Chillin'. Chillin' was the one? Chillin'. Okay. 
Because even though I didn't really. Was huge. Yeah. I know, I know, but still, there was sectors that were clowning him. I mean, there's I, always going to be people that clown Of course. Him. Yeah, I but was, I know there was one that was that was definitely the one that he got clowned for. Yeah, it was chilling. Okay. I think it was, but also, I really, like me, admittedly not being the biggest Gucci Man fan, I feel like it was weird to have him on a song like Pretty Girls. I agree with that. He is I, I, I am a Gucci Man fan. I was like, I didn't expect to have Gucci on the song the first time I heard it, but yeah. now I'm like, I'm used to it. I also, wasn't a fan of Gucci at the time. Yeah, but also in turn, that might have helped the song's success. So, you know, shout out to Gucci. Because at the time, Gucci was Gucci was a bigger name. On fire. Oh, yeah, no, Gucci, of course. Yeah. Gucci was already established. But, but I agree with y'all. If, if, it still feels a little weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Bro, when I listen um, back, yeah, it yeah. did. It, it it doesn't feel like it actually was supposed to work, but it does work. So. Yeah, it, it is was, what it is. Are you talking about Shawty get loose? Yeah, no, no, not Shawty get loose. It's strike oh. a pose. <laughs> strike a pose, girl. <laughs> I can't like Bruh, wait, nigga, it's low, low mama featuring hey, hey, T Pain. Hold it down, podcast is on hold for the foreseeable future. Bro, I'm just like, I was like, like, please don't tell me this. What this no, no, no. talking about, bro? I, now I'll die on this hill. That song ain't that bad neither. But strike a pose was, was my shit. Okay, strike a pose was my shit, bro. Cause and it don't even gotta be the song, just the hook. Cause you know, T Pain campaign. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We fuck with T Pain, but T Pain on that hook, flawless victory. You know what I'm saying? Now the song didn't go that far, but because it was a little mama song, it was only gonna do so much. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. But yeah, that's I, I, I fuck with the hook. That hook had me hype every time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the beat was fire. So you know, do what you want. This is Genghis Kwan saying this. I'll die on that hill. You know All what I'm saying? Right. You can send send Kevin your hate comments towards me. I'm sure he'll love to read them. <laughs> Why would they send them to me when? Cause you famously you famously hate on me. You, you know you want to retreat every we tweet every single one. You true. That is true. But look, um, there you have it. Um, this joint. How many tracks was this joint? Um, so the bonus version is sixteen tracks, one hour, one minute. We're gonna go around the room. Saquon, what were some of your favorite tracks on here? All right. So some of my favorite. I'll start off with one of the bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. My sweetie. I fuck with my sweetie. That joint, bouncy Nigerian song. Like, I fuck with that. Prescription, also one of my favorites. And I say, uh, I won't mention Beautiful Bliss, but I, I liked. Yeah, you know what? I'll make it blue, Beautiful Bliss. Those are probably my three. I say. What about you, Kev? I go with World Tour. I don't know why I like that song so much, but I did. I really enjoyed World Tour. I respect it. Um, I also like Beautiful Bliss mm-hmm. and Pretty Girls. Pretty Girls is a classic. But then, as honorable mention, Mama Told Me. I knew, because I was like, wait, he ain't going to mention Mama Told Me? I like that song. That's what's up. What about you, Ken? Uh, Pretty Girls, Mirrors, um, Diary, and Beautiful Bliss. Bet for me, give me Mirrors, Pretty Girls, Beautiful Bliss. For sure. I'll take those joints. But yeah, look, man, it is the introduction to Wale Week. So the next six days... So all week, all seven days, you know what I'm saying? We are going to be doing Wale. We're going to conclude the week with a single Sunday that is Wale. So, again, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow us on all social medias. That's where we are taking your recommendations. So Discord, IG, Twitter, all of those joints, man. Make sure you hit up me and Ken. Make sure you hit up the whole family. Make sure you subscribe and listen to the Hold It Down podcast. Appreciate you, young gentlemen. Okay. Jumping in on the Wale week, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate that. We appreciate you listening and supporting. We'll be back tomorrow with another Wale joint. We out. Peace. Peace.